Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now, back on the show, Kumite Radio, Mark Striegel, URCC featherweight champ. What's going on, Mark? What's up, brother? Thanks for having me, man. Uh, doing good. Just uh, uh, got up, did some meal prep here in Baguio. Uh, gonna do a workout after this interview. All right, man. Um, you've been through a lot in the last month. But the thing that I want to talk about most is you judging the Miss World Philippines. <laughs> How did you end up getting that gig, man? That's like a man's dream oh, right man. there. No, that was that was a crazy, uh, crazy exper- uh, experience, actually. Um, my manager, um, Arnold Vega Fria, uh, yeah, a few days after the fight, um, he just told me, he's like, yep, get a suit. Get a suit and you're going to judge the Miss World, uh, Miss World pageant. And I was like, what? Like... I've been in training camp for the last two months. I don't even have a suit. You know, I just got, I got workout gear only. I got my Under Armour compression stuff. That's about it. So I uh, rushed a suit, uh, got a suit. And um, yeah, it was a crazy experience, Ben, judging, uh, judging the Miss World pageant. The last time I fought at, uh, at uh, Mall of Asia Arena, of course, was um, when I used to fight for one championship. So being there for a beauty pageant and seeing the amount of people there, you know, it was, it was a trip. And uh, yeah, beauty pageants are so big in the Philippines, so it was it was a cool experience for sure. Yeah, man, it could be a, a future occupation for you to just go around and judge beauty <laughs> pageants, right? But no, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> of course. Now you know, turning to the fight, you know, URCC Colossal. There was a lot of hype. There was a lot of trash talking. There was a lot of stuff going on before, during, and after that fight. We're gonna get into all of that. Let's start with the pre-fight press conference. Lee mm-hmm. comes out accusing you of using steroids. Where do you think that came from? Honestly, I, 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 I really don't know. Um, the funny thing is, I, I've been accused of steroids since I was in middle school. That's, that's true, man. Like, um, you can uh, look at pictures of me 16 years old. Um, when I was wrestling and I was already built like thank god I, I've been blessed with really good genetics um, But yeah, I've been accused of steroids since uh, since middle school and I guess you know all the content I'm pushing out in my 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 workout videos and how hard I trained before the fight I'm guessing maybe got a little intimidated and uh, you know, it's just an easy 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 excuse easy It's probably trying to get me rattled, you know trying trying to get me rattled and try to try to throw me off my game because we've been trash talking since December, you know? So I think just mind games and just, uh, just trying to mess with me. Is it true that when he said, let's take steroids tests, you said to let's take AIDS tests. Yeah. I was just trolling him, man. I'm like, <laughs> if you're going to troll me. Like, all right, then let's do an HIV test for you. Cause I've heard, you know, things on the street, you know, and he's just like, oh, oh, you know, so now I was just, I was just messing, man. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a pretty good comeback to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've heard stuff about you too, so let's, let's do that. I saw his face go white, you know, he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, also, there was some uh, little controversy during the weigh-ins. 
the mm-hmm. his coach wanted to see actually how much you weighed. He didn't be, he didn't trust the uh, the GAB. This Lee's coach is very uh, to be honest is very difficult to 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 work with um, you know as an opposing team um, with Denise um, who's also a fighter from our team and he was cornering the the Korean girl that uh, that she fought. Um, this coach asked for Denise to step on the scale like five times. And this is before the weigh-in. So, so Denise is on weight. We know she's on weight. We're professional men. Um, we just want to go there. We're, we're, we're tired. We're malnourished. You know, it's weigh-ins. We feel, we feel like crap. We just want to get the weigh-ins uh, over and done with. And this coach is asking Denise to get on the scale like five times. You know, because, I don't know, he doesn't believe the numbers. Also, the scale is uh, an analog scale. So it's the kind that flickers like this. Mm-hmm. So it's not digital. So the thing is, the thing with an analog scale is if you have to weigh 145, it's always going to, like, you can't stand perfectly still, right? So it's always going to flicker between 144, 145, 146. So the only way it's going to be completely under is if you're, you know, two pounds underweight, one or two pounds underweight. So it only goes up to 145, right? Not 146. If you're on weight, it's going to flicker past 145. So, um... Yeah, with Denise, he was so difficult. Uh, with myself, he was difficult, even though Gab already green-lighted me and were like, yep, you're on weight. He was still, you can even see in the video that I posted, he's still looking, like, just, like, creeping over my shoulder. Just just really, uh, really weird and unprofessional, to be honest, you know. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the actual fight. It was a flawless victory. You know, you went in there, you dominated, complete domination, got the belt wrapped around your waist. Do you believe that that was the most dominant performance of your career? Um, I'd say one of them. I, I had a really strong performance against Harris Sarmiento, um, also at Arnetta. Um, I have good, uh, good, uh, a good track record at Arnetta Coliseum. But um, yeah, definitely one of my most uh, dominant uh, performances. Immediately after the fight was over, one of your coaches and his head coach had an altercation inside the cage. What exactly happened there? Okay, well, well, I'm not sure, to be honest, because I, I was, you know, I was, you know, adrenaline pumping, super stoked, you know, finally uh, got, uh, got, my first, uh, got my first title. So, um, I mean, as you can imagine, though, there's so much, so many emotions uh, involved and in coming into play. I mean, since December, this is almost a year of buildup and trash talk, and I beat his teammate, and we've just been going back and forth. So for sure, emotions were high, and they didn't expect um, it to be as one-sided as that, I guess. And yeah, when I looked when I looked across, I was like, oh my gosh, like you know, there's almost a brawl here. So that was actually the reason why I left the arena and missed uh, the gab test because security escorted us out. Security escorted us out, and we're like, yo, you got to get out of here. There might be a brawl. So I was like, okay. And honest to God, I completely forgot about the about the gab test. So I got escorted out. Um, left the arena, and then soon after, uh, Gab contacted me, and they're like, yo, you got to come in and do the mandatory drug test, which I did. Yeah. Well, you know, you're supposed to take the test afterwards. You said that you were escorted out of the arena. Then they wanted you to come in on Monday. Yes. And is it true that you didn't show up on that day? There's some miscommunication here. Um, I actually wasn't contacted until Monday. I know Lee's camp was saying that um, that uh, I was being contacted on Saturday and Sunday, but I wasn't contacted until Monday. So as soon as I got in touch uh, with Gab on Monday, 
um, well, Sundays, you know, it's an off day. Sundays, you know, it's uh, it's a non-working day. So I got, in, I, I was contacted on Monday by uh, Gab through uh, through URCC, and they're like, "Yo, you gotta come in immediately." And I'm like, "Okay." So I came in on Tuesday, and that's when also the Korean team was at uh, was at Gab, um, took my test, and and that was it. After the fight, you posted a picture on Instagram uh, showing that you were taking an IV drip. Mm. Um, now, a lot of people, or actually his team, was speculating that you were flushing your system or something was going on there. Right. What, tell, right. tell us what, uh, what was going on. Okay, well, first off, I mean, just to make, just to make clear for, for people watching, um, the test that I missed, the post-fight mandatory test, was not even a steroid test. This was a marijuana and HIV test. I forgot about this test. I was escorted out the arena. Things were superheated. I was contacted by Gab um, soon after, and I went in, took the test, passed the test. Now, after I passed the test, the same time, Dogyong Lee and his team are immediately pointing their fingers at me and screaming, he's on steroids, da 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 without even knowing what the test was for that I missed. So they're automatically just dragging my name through the mud, totally tainting my win. And real talk, it's just because they lost and they got their ass kicked, you know, like how, how professional is that? You don't even know what the test is for and you're already making accusations and you're pointing your finger and screaming steroids, steroids. It's a lot easier to just point your finger and scream steroids and uh, use that as an excuse as to why you got handled in two minutes of the very first round. And, you know, and the funny thing is um, I hear now that at the time he didn't know what the test was for, but a few days ago, um, Someone sent me a link, and he just posted that he now knows that it was for marijuana and HIV. And he still wants me to get stripped. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, dude, I, I, com I, compiled with, uh, I complied with all of Gab's uh, requests. I went into the office immediately after. I was suspended. I am suspended for six months because I missed the immediate post-fight drug test. But I gave them, I gave Gab my reason as to why I missed the immediate post-fight uh, drug test. I said that I was escorted by security after the fight because there was threat of a brawl inside the cage and that would look horrible on live TV. They said okay, and they're like, yeah, but you did screw up because you you missed the missed the test right after. And I, I apologize. And they were like, but based on your reasoning, okay, um, six month suspension. But now Do Gyeong Lee is he's 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 crying and saying, oh, he still needs to be stripped. Um, Real talk, this is, this is just a sore loser. This is just a guy that cannot accept defeat. You know, as a fighter, we've all lost before. I've had horrible losses you know, that have haunted me. But you know, real fighters know. You don't react like this. You, you put your head down, you, you get back to the grindstone, you work hard, and you get your chance of redemption, and you get a few more fights, and you get a rematch with the guy that beats you. You don't go crying and making excuses the next day and pointing your fingers when you don't even know all the facts. Um, it really just shows you the kind of uh, the kind of character and the kind of person that he is. He's not a real fighter, and and uh, that's what me and my camp knew going into this fight. You know. So. Gab, to your to your IB question though, yeah. uh, to your IB question. Um, on Monday, before before Gab even contacted me, before I knew that I even had to go in, um, I got sick with tonsillitis. Um, it was a long training camp because uh, the fight got pushed pushed twice, I believe. So I got sick. I mean, I ended up doing like a three-month maximum intensity training camp. You know, I got in some of the best shape of my life, but 
um, you can only go hard for so long, right? So, so I got sick um, two weeks before the fight, one or two weeks before the fight, and I got, um, I got uh, tonsillitis. I had white spots in my throat, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm just about to go into the weight cut week. If I get sick and have a fever here, this is going to be horrible. It's like, please, God. I'm like, okay, I need to get some strong antibiotics just to, to nip this thing and, and uh, fit, uh, kill it right away. So, yeah, about uh, two weeks before the fight, I got uh, antibiotics, and then right before the fight started, I, uh, I got off the antibiotics so I could uh, have an easier weight cut because antibiotics retain water weight. Um, and then right after the fight on Monday, before, before I heard anything from Gab that I had to come into the office, I went to, uh, yeah, I went to um, uh, the city club in Makati and I got an immunity boost IV drip and I got a new antibiotics prescription. I have the antibiotics prescription if anyone wants to see. Um, yeah, because I was sick. I was sick going into the fight. And, um, after the fight, I was sick. I was coughing like hell backstage uh, before the fight. So Do Gyeong Lee, I, I also beat you while I was sick, you know, and you're, and you're making excuses and saying I'm flushing my system. Like, dude, I, I was sick going into the fight and I was simply getting more antibiotics after the fight. And why would I be stupid if I really was doing something fishy? Why would I be posting online uh, a picture of me in an IV drip chair and post immunity boost, you know, like, it's just ridiculous, you know, like, who would do that, you know? Yeah. Gab, the games and amusement board, you know, there, I read something about your six month suspension. And then also read something that they're enforcing some kind of rematch between you and Dogyum Lee. Is that true? That's the first time I've heard about that. Um, I think that's just Lee and his camp pushing for a rematch. Um, I heard that they were even asking for a November rematch, which is, you know, which is what? Today's the 31st or the 1st, which is like right now. Like, these guys are just, you know, they're just clowns. They're just ridiculous. They're, they, I mean, I can't really blame them. After you talk that much trash since December and you say you're going to finish me, you do all these things and you don't even land a clean shot and you get choked out in two minutes. Like I can't blame the guy for, no, I do blame the guy, but you know, I can understand why he's so, he's so, uh, so butthurt and pushing for a rematch immediately and making excuses. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, that's the first time I've heard about the immediate rematch. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, God knows he doesn't deserve it after, you know, a one-sided fight like that, you know, Lee and his team, they've been very, very active, man, on social media, attacking your character and continuing to ruin your reputation as a fighter. Because this yeah. is, even though this is not true, it can ruin, you know, in many people's eyes, your reputation. You know, like people might look at you and say, hey, maybe he is on steroids or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was almost, it has been almost a month now. How are you handling all these accusations? I mean, honestly... Yeah, in one ear, out the other. Um, this is really the craziest team that I've ever dealt with. Um, tell you guys some more stories in a second about these guys and just how whiny and um, unprofessional they are. But um, yeah, for me, it, it really, it really did suck because I worked, I worked so hard for this fight. You know, three months—it's the hardest I've ever trained in my life. Um, actually, um, you know, me and Coach Castro, we put in a full three-month training camp when I was already in shape to start the camp too. Um, and then to have all these crazy accusations right after, um, you know, which, 
are not based on any fact whatsoever. It's just wild accusations because they're being sore losers. Um, yeah, it kind of tainted the victory a little bit, and, and it sucked to be honest. But um, yeah, you know that's that's the fight game, man. People are gonna talk. This is a crazy sport, and um, you know all I can say is uh, for those that still doubt me. You know, look at pictures of me from when I was 16. Look at pictures of me when I was uh, wrestling in middle school. Um, you know, when I was in middle school, I could already, what, 13, 14? I could already do 100 push-ups and I could do 20 pull-ups, like all the way down, all the way up. No kipping, you know? Um, I'm, I'm blessed with good genetics and um, I work very hard. And my 16-year-old body was more fit, than Do more fit and developed than Dog Yong Lee's current body is today. You know, so I mean... Yeah, it, it is what it is, yeah. But yeah, it kind of, it definitely sucked. You mentioned some of the pettiness by his team. Could you go into that? Yeah, you know, after, after, I mean, while they were making all these, uh, all these uh, accusations immediately after the fight, um, they were just trying to bring up all this stuff that, and make it up lies, basically, that didn't happen. Um, Dogyong Lee and his coach posted that in Cebu, when I fought his teammate, that's when everything started, uh, last December in Cebu. They, they posted online that I had used my own scale in Cebu and that I had cheated. Um, now, I did use my own scale in Cebu, and there was a very good reason why. Now, I flew in from Manila the day of the weigh-ins. Dogyong Lee and his team were already there at the weigh-ins. They were waiting for me because our flight with me and a bunch of the other URCC fighters got delayed at the airport for three hours. So I was already on wait. I was already on wait. And uh, I was in Manila, completely dehydrated. Hey, Myla, sorry, interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I was completely dehydrated in Cebu. Um, like, already on wait, feeling like crap, right? And uh, I get... Touchdown in Cebu, literally goes, the, the Wayans are at the same, the Wayans are um, at the same uh, venue as the hotel. So I get off the plane, cross, uh, cross from the airport to the hotel. It's right next to the airport. It's called Waterfront Hotel and Casino. Uh, cross uh, from the airport to the hotel, put my suitcases at the front desk. Don't even have time to, don't even have time to, um, to check in and go walk straight to the Wayans, okay? Now I get to the Wayans. And everyone's waiting for me and the other fighters that are also, uh, that's whose uh, flights were delayed. They were on the same flight as me. So we're at the wins. I step on the scale immediately. Like we talked about earlier, it's that stupid analog scale, right? So it's flickering. So if I weigh 140, if I need to weigh 145 again, it's going to flicker depending on how you shift your weight. You can't stand perfectly skill, still. It's going to flicker between 144, 145, 146. So I knew I was on weight because I already checked my weight before I got on the flight at the airport. And I, I was, I'm a wrestler, man. I carry digital scale with me everywhere. It's like, you know, part of my routine, right? So I checked my weight before I got on the flight. I knew I was on weight. I knew I was under. So I get on the scale and this analog scale is flickering. Now, his coach creeps up behind me and Gab already is writing down that I'm on weight. They already unanimously agree that I'm on weight. They're like, yep, it's, it's flickering, but it's clearly 145, he's on weight. Or 146, sorry, because it wasn't a title, it wasn't a title fight. Clearly 146, he's on weight. 
This coach goes, no, I want him to go run. He's not on weight. He needs to lose more. And he's making such an issue with Gab. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, you know how wins are, right? Your face, you're just like, you know, eyes sunken in. You feel like hell. I, I was standing at the airport for three hours, just got off of a, a plane ride, and I go straight to the winds. I feel like hell, right? Weight cuts are always brutal. And this guy's trying to make me go run in the hot Cebu sun for another hour to try to lose another pound when I know I'm on weight and Gab already says that I'm on weight. So I'm desperate, right? I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. You're being a clown. I'm on weight. And Gab already says that I'm on weight, but you're just forcing this issue. So in desperation, I go over to my suitcase. I grab my digital scale. I bring it. I step it. I step on it on, on the stage. And I'm like, look, I'm freaking point two underweight. Like I said, like, what are you, what are you guys doing? And then uh, Michael Park, the translator of their team, looks at him and convinces him that it's okay. And then that's what happened, you know? So, I mean, it's just so petty, man, you know? Like, saying that I cheated? Like, the only reason I had to bring out my own scale was because your coach is such a clown and was con and was forcing me to run outside and, and lose extra weight when I'm already on weight. And Gab already says that I'm on weight. And now you're twisting the story and saying that I'm, I'm cheating? Like, God, it's, it's just, oh, so... It was, it was really, at this point when I was sharing these stories, though, I was just like laughing. I'm like, oh my God, like what are these guys going to come up with next? You know, um, you know, the IV drip thing, um, that also another crazy thing. Uh, we went to the Gab office on Tuesday to, to meet, to meet and explain why I missed the test and to take the test. And uh, uh, his team was there, including the, the girlfriend of his, uh, the girlfriend of the coach. Um, who's part of the corner. So she's there because they had already flown back to Korea. So this is Tuesday after after the fight. We're at the Gab office. And uh, we're at the Gab office, and I see me and my coach, Coach Castro, we see um, the coaches, the Korean coach's girlfriend, Filipino girlfriend, um, sitting across the room on the opposite, opposite couch like this, taking pictures, right? Like, taking pictures of us, like, like, what is this? We're here. Like, we were called in, so we're here. We have nothing to hide, right? And she's like this. And we know that she's taking pictures, because who texts like this, right? Like, <laughs> like who texts like this? So, so Coach Castro, uh, Coach Castro, he, uh, he takes, God, we must be, like, a good 15, 20 feet away. He takes, like, two steps forward and, and brings out his own phone and goes, see, I can do this, too. What are you doing, man? Get a job. Come on. We're here. What, what are you doing? That's it. I swear to God, that's it. And then he walks away and it doesn't even get near her. He's like 15 feet away. Next thing I know that night, their coach is posting on social media that that coach Castro was lunging at the girlfriend and trying to attack her in Gab. Like, dude, this is just, this is a joke, man. It, it's absolutely absurd. It's ridiculous. I've never dealt with such a sore loser unprofessional, insecure team in my life. And just the wild accusations before the fight, post-fight, everything. It, it was like a circus with them. And um, yeah, just madness. Um, crazy, man, crazy. Yeah, it definitely is a crazy ordeal the last 30 days or so. Um, yeah. Now you got that 60 or six month suspension or 
I don't know. I, I don't know how you call it a suspension. You know, it's like he took the test. To be fair, like I did miss the the post fight, um, the post fight test. You know, I I retook it three days later, but you know that was my bad. Regardless, if I got escorted out by security and and I completely forgot about it, like that that is my bad, and I was the only fighter, so there ha I have to be reprimanded somehow. And you know, it sucks, but whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, the, but the issue was steroids. It wasn't HIV or marijuana testing. So it's, it is kind of no, a weird suspension, right? Well, yeah, but it's more because I just missed it. Like, like Gab is the governing body for for all combat sports in the Philippines and, and a lot of other sports too. You know, they're, they're the sanctioning governing body, and and you know, I, I messed up by by not showing there. So yes, it's not for steroids. It was a it was a marijuana test that I missed, um, and I retook three days later, but it was my bad for missing it in the first place. So, you know, it sucks, but yeah, I understand their their decision. Yeah, but I think if you're smoking marijuana and, and, and you have HIV, it's not going to leave your system in, in three days, no, right? I, no, absolutely, and definitely there's no, you know, IV. I don't even know about this stuff, but, like, no amount of IV is going to help with something like that. Exactly, know? so. As far as I know, yeah, so. Yeah, just uh, just crazy, crazy, uh, crazy team looking for excuses and um, just being sore losers, ultimately. And, uh, and uh, yeah, just not being able to handle the fact that they went 0-2 that night. Well, I mean, that other girl's not really part of uh, their team, but they cornered her that night. They went 0-2. Um, Denise, my teammate, you know, put a you know one-sided fight, uh, put a stomping on that other girl. And, you know, I, I did the same with Dokyong Lee. So they, were, they went back to Korea, you know, like definitely not in good moods. And as soon as they heard... You know, oh, we missed the test. They're just like, oh my god, oh my god. Here's here's the here's here's the reason why. Okay, like, you know, just so they could sleep at night, basically, and be like, oh yeah, that's that's why you're still a good fighter. Like, dude, come on, take take your loss, take your loss like a man. You know, like I've lost before. It sucks, losing losing in anything sucks, but especially losing in fight sport, it sucks. But you know, if you go out like that, put your head down, work harder. That's it. So you got about five months left. What are you going to do in that time? Keep training, man. I mean, uh, yeah, like, I'm, I didn't take any damage in the fight, you know, so I was, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still in great shape, you know. Um, just keep improving my skill set, man. Um, you know, the off-season is when you really develop your skills. When you're in fight camp, you just put your body through such a, such a grind, and you, uh, you just get in crazy fight shape. Now that it's the off season, it's time to develop more skills and uh, you know just uh, enjoy training and keep training and uh, wait for the wait for the next one, man. Whatever you planning, that would be. Are you planning on going anywhere to train, or are you just gonna stay in the Philippines and develop your skills there? I might go overseas. Um, no plans right now because it's uh, it's December. December's coming up, so holidays here. Uh, definitely stay in the Philippines for uh, for the holidays. But uh, yeah, after that, I might uh, I might uh, go uh, go overseas somewhere. Um, not sure yet, though. Yeah. Well, you know, there have been rumors, you know, circulating that you are gaining interest by many of the bigger bigger promotions around the world. Um, is there any truth to that? Could you talk about that? 
yeah, well, we're we're in talks with some uh, some big promotions, but uh, nothing nothing uh, nothing signed uh, right now. i um, definitely been uh, was uh, have was contacted after the fight, but uh, you know haven't signed any uh, dotted lines yet. So yeah. All right. Well, it was good talking to you and you know clearing up what has happened in the past month. Um, and it's kind of good that you come out and speak about it instead of just going online and writing stuff online. Because I've looked at your online presence and you really haven't addressed anything that has happened and all the accusations that I've thrown at you. So it's good well, to clear you know, there. I mean, yeah, thank you. I, and I appreciate the opportunity you give me the chance to. I mean, the thing is, these guys were so emotional right after the fight. They were just, you know making crazy accusations left and right, uh, cheating on the way in, uh, in Cebu, you know, Ivy Drip, like, you know, attacking his co the coach's girlfriend, you know. So, you know, I knew that whatever I said right after the fight, I would, you know, point one finger, you get two pointed back at you, you know, especially with guys acting as immature and irrational as these guys. So I was like, okay, you know, let them do their talking and, you know, I'll, I'll clear the air later. Yeah. All right, Mark. Thanks, man. Uh, enjoy Thank you, the title. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Speak soon.